When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Texans rookies showed out and we crushed the Jaguars as is as about as certain as death and taxes at this point. I'm going to talk about how the rookies did and we're going to talk about, speaking of rookies, the guy that drafted them, Nick Casario, and how hot and cold the Texans fan base has been towards him. And then we'll look forward to J.J. Watt entering the Texans ring of honor against the Steelers next week. All that and more on this edition of the bullpen. I am James Roy and welcome to the bullpen. All right, guys, James Roy here. Usually, Tom is with me. Tom is on a cruise, so I'm flying solo today. I'm excited to talk Texans this week. When all hope seemed like it was lost, we have we finally got a reason to be excited. D'Amico Ryan, CJ Stroud, all the rookies get their first NFL win. The Texans you get some hope heading into week four, which is an important game for more reasons than you would think, uh, considering it's just the Steelers, but it is also... J.J. Watt's entry into the Ring of Honor. But before we get into that, let's talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars and how they just can't seem to beat the Texans. I was called a fool by a lot of people, mostly Jaguars fans, for believing that this could have possibly been a close game. I was not someone who had enough optimism in me after what had happened to believe that the Texans could have gone out and gotten this win. Um... But I knew that they could keep the game close. And they they surprised me. They surprised everyone. Um, thank God that Nick Casario drafted CJ Stroud, Will Anderson, and Tank Dell. There's so many rookies that showed out in this game. Um, I will say CJ Stroud specifically um, is doing really well against the pressure. It's, it's amazing to see because in the preseason, I noted that during, against pressure, he looked squirmish and, and didn't quite look very settled in the pocket. But as he's progressed as a passer, he's actually become better at playing quarterback when the pocket is in chaos than when it's at peace. And it's interesting to see um, there's a video cir- circulating around of Merrill Hodges' um, assessment that C.J. Stroud was the only first-round grade that he gave out just prior to the draft. And um, and he said there was two things you look for in a quarterback, and that is the ability to be composed and, and calm under pressure and, and go through your reads and accuracy and cj stroud has so far nailed those two things i i said it personally i think that cj stroud is not only elite at ball placement as like the top rookie right he's not just the best rookie in terms of ball placement he's one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl right now through three weeks of football i will give you that but through three weeks of football he is one of the top quarterbacks in the nfl in terms of ball placement and there's a lot to be excited about in houston because I mean, it's a little early to say that he is our franchise quarterback, but the, all all the signs are pointing towards it. I'm I'm hyped that CJ's the guy in Houston. Uh, and then we get into Tank Dell. Tank Dell has gotten this opportunity. Some may forget because Noah Brown, who who took a lot of the reps week one, went down injured. 
and Tank Dell has stepped into the role quite nicely. I I would say that the play that gave me the impression the Texans could win this game, that what they were doing was sustainable, um, or what, I guess what really sparked it is the play to Tank Dell. Three guys, he blows right past the zone, and that first long completion that set up the first touchdown for the Texans is to me the play that that sparked it. That's that's what got the Texans going, and the offense just didn't really slow down from there. And the defense uh, and special teams, I think special teams is in. Uh, I don't want to say no one's talking about it because Andrew Beck ran you know ninety yards for a touchdown, but special teams was a vital part of this game for that reason for the, the missed field goal that Jacksonville had at first, but then also the forced errors like Will Anderson getting the first blocked kick by a rookie since J.J. Watt in 2011. Talk about foreshadowing. The NFL script writers are trying to tell us something. And so every facet of the game seemed to work for the Texans. There are some people, Jaguars fans mostly, that will tell you that Jacksonville gave us the game, that the Texans didn't do anything to earn it. But if, if you watch the game and you are an informed football fan that likes the game and actually appreciates and pays attention to it, you would you would have to give at least some credit to the Texans for what they managed to accomplish, especially the rookie showing out. Another rookie I'd like to call out is Jarrett Patterson. His his PFF grade has gone up through the weeks, but an important note is, is that he's played 217 snaps when he is a six-round pick who was not expecting to start, but due to injuries was thrust into action and is now through 217 snaps, one penalty, no sacks allowed. So I think he, he has established his place on the offensive line. He's flexible across guard, center, wherever you want to play him. He has earned the right to play, especially with Kenyon Green injured and all the injuries that are across that line. He has been a big part of this offensive line, keeping CJ Stroud up uh, throughout these first three weeks. So I'd, I'd like to shout him out. Looking at the defensive side of the ball, we already called out Will Anderson Jr., um, he had some impressive plays on defense, although I think the biggest play that he made all game was that blocked field goal. It would have been even better if he had blocked it and scooped and scored like it looked like he might have done. But great game from Will Anderson. And then uh, Henry Toa Toa, who I finally figured out how to say his last name. I finally did. I sat down and I, and I <laughs> said it on repeat a hundred times to make sure that I didn't mess it up in front of everyone again for the 50th time. But Henry Toa Toa showed up, showed out. Um, there's actually a play. I can't remember who who posted it. Um, there's a little screen uh, to the uh, like a jailbreak screen, the wide receiver on the left. And uh, or maybe it was the running back coming out of the backfield. I, don't quote me on this. That, but what matters is, is that Toa Toa assessed, found the play, sprinted from the middle of the field right towards the running back at the perfect line and took him out right as the ball got to him. And it was just that was just a small sample of what Toa Toa brought. Uh, to this game I thought he did great um, not a rookie but Blake Cashman obviously with that interception did amazing the the defense stepped up and and even when the momentum looked like it was lost they gave us something you know special teams and defense cannot be understated in this game I think that if the Texans play like this this is the Texans team that I thought we were getting at the start of the season and so obviously there's some some uh, meshing that needed to happen the team had to figure out, you know, the chemistry aspect. And so it, it's it's starting to come together. I'm not going to step out and say that the team has figured it out. But this is what the Texans should look like, ideally, when they're putting it all together. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they can do against the Steelers. Um, but before we talk about the Steelers, let's talk about Nick Casario. Um, after week two, um, and, I, and I said this, I said, until the Texans win, 
because Sirio is going to be the fall man on everything. And, and, it, and it didn't fail to happen that as soon as everything got bleak, 0-2, um, even after 0-1, but really as soon as the, the, there was any lack of hope in the fan base or anyone got the, the inkling that this might be another bad season, Casirio um, was in the line of sight. And, and that's how it's going to be until either Casirio leaves the organization um, <clears throat> or until people have reason to be mad with D'Amico Ryans, which he's a first-year head coach. And I know based on the past two or three years that that might not mean much <clears throat> in the Texans organization. But uh, at the end of the day, the ire of the organization is always going to fall on the guy who's had the most time to prove himself because he on his third year. So it makes sense that people got a little frustrated with him. But the way that <laughs> that, that tune turned as soon as this game went well, everyone's like, oh. all the players that I named, everyone's like, oh, Nick drafted this guy. And look at how much success. We're it's like the 49ers. We're having all this success in the late rounds. And I'm like, uh, you were calling these guys busts last week. And and I mean, I, mean, I, I try and reserve that, you know, and, and I, I called um, Brevin Jordan's performance in this last game a resurgence. And I was quickly, uh, it was quickly pointed out to me that for it to be a resurgence, there would have had to have been. Um, I don't know if that's the right word, but a, a surgence of sorts. Um, and Brevin Jordan, really, this is the first we've seen him do what he was advertised to do, uh, in, you know, in the NFL. So, um, I mean, I think that some picks take longer than others. Um, it's been three years. And so there's in 2021, we can start to look at those and be like, this is the last chance. We, we did that with Nico Brevin. We were surprised Brevin made the roster. I, most of us. I mean, I know I was one. I was like, you know, maybe, possibly, but I, I wasn't holding my breath. Um, but now he's here and he's doing well. And so yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of that week to week. If the Texans hit another bad spot, we're going to see people turn on Nick because that's just an easy target. When, when you go out there and say one of the rookies doesn't do well. And now, you know, last week you were singing his praises, but all of a sudden the fan base is mad that we lost. And they're like, well, this guy sucked this week. So now Nick Casario sucks because this one draft pick had an off game. And so I don't think that's going away. Um, I'm hoping that the Texans win this week and that they continue to win. I, I look at the schedule and my hope is back um, with this win against Jacksonville. These are teams that I, I definitely in the offseason thought we had enough talent to beat. It's just a matter of putting it together on the field. And so I think we're entering a stretch of the schedule where the Texans can very much be expected to get a couple of wins. Um, over this stretch coming up, the Texans are going to have a lot of players come back from injury. And to think that the Texans have league-leading 13 players on IR and just beat the favorites to win their division uh, last week in what you know some will call a fluke, some will call a really good showing by the Texans. Um, it, it, it's amazing to think that the Texans could only get better from here by just adding players back from IR and injury. So, it, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they do moving forward. I'd like to take a look moving forward at, at the Steelers game, not just on the field, but off the field too, for obvious reasons. Um, the, the Steelers have TJ Watt, TJ Watt, JJ Watt's brother, and JJ Watt's going to be inducted into the ring of honor. So I think it's really cool that they scheduled it this way to kind of get, and I'm pretty sure that uh, Derek Watt is also, or who is it? The other, the other Watt brother. And I'm sorry, Mr. Watt for calling you that, but I, I think it's Derek. I just didn't want to be wrong. Um, but all the Watt brothers are going to be there. I can only imagine that JJ's parents will be there and his wife and, and kid, and it, it's going to be a whole fun show. I, I, I can't wait to see what the Texans have planned to, to honor JJ and all he's done for the organization and the city of Houston. 
Um, and so I, I would be even more excited if the Texans did what I know is very much possible, and that is beating the Steelers. Now, I know what you're thinking. The Steelers, they have a really good defense, and you know their offense exists, and I agree with you on that. I think that their, their defense is, is a reputable defense. I would say there were some people telling me that the Jaguars' defense was the best defense that C.J. Stroud had faced so far. That's the only defense we've won against. Um, I would say, I would venture to guess just based on reputation that the, the Steelers' defense will probably be a, a pose a little bit more of a challenge just because T.J. Watt, um, unless the Texans magically neutralize him, that's going to be a trouble spot for, for C.J. Um, I'm interested to see if he can overcome that matchup. I don't know if many people would call a defensive lineman versus the quarterback a matchup, but as, as good as the O-line did this past week, I'm not going to call it an T.J. Watt versus the O-line issue yet unless they prove me wrong. It's, it's more about C.J. doing what he's done well, like I said earlier, stepping through his reads really quickly, finding a guy, getting the ball out, and being accurate with it. That is how the Texans win this game. Um, it because the run game to this point, unless it just suddenly sh- you know sparks up. I, I I looked last week. I was watching the game with my dad. I watched Damian Pierce break off like that ten yard run, and I, and I looked and I said, Damian Pierce has has had somewhere between thirty and forty yards a game this season, and so that's literally a third of his output in one game, but just right here on that one play. So that's depressing to think about um it's not not fun to think that the texans run game could be inept for the significant future um it's really truly to me the one spot that i didn't think was going to be a weak spot but is and so um it's it's really going to fall once again on stroud i I like this past game they they still you know sprinkled in the run effectively there was enough effective runs to take the pressure off cj to have to throw it 45 times and we saw that with a 30-attempt you know, attempt game, which was nice. Get his, give his arm a little rest. Um, I'd like to see that efficiency from Stroud again. You know, nice 20 for 30, two touchdowns, somewhere around 250 to 300 yards, and no interceptions. That's, that's what he needs to continue to do. Uh, he's, I mean, not to over-compare the Texans to the 49ers, but, I mean, that's the formula, isn't it? Brock Purdy has shown that quarterbacks that don't turn the ball over and throw for a decent amount of yards, tend to not lose regular season games. Um, granted, he has a lot more talent around him than, than CJ does at the moment. But all that to say, I think the Texans can very much win this game. Um, it'd be nice to see them get their first home win in, in over a year, um, and, and I'm all for it. So, <laughs> obviously. Um, what do I think the score looks like? I don't think this is like... I think it's a close game. I think it's within one score. Off the top of my head, I'm going 24 to 17 Texans. Um, we'll see if it's maybe a little higher scoring than that or not, but that's where I'm at right now. I, I, I feel pretty confident in the Texans in this game, and if I've learned anything in my life as a Texans fan, it's that um, <clears throat> the <laughs> the more confident I am in the team, the more likely they are to not meet my expectations but um that yeah that's just what i've got right now um final thoughts before i sign off um i i have in the past been pretty critical of the ring of honor um relative to just retire you know retiring doing a one-day contract as a texan um but i'd like to put out there i am excited to see jj watt go into the ring of honor i think it's going to be an incredible time 
um and seeing him in that red jacket is i guess enough for me if it's enough for him um though i'm still holding out hope that at some point they figure out a way to get him on a one-day contract to retire a texan um and yeah i mean other than that uh yeah this has been uh <laughs> the bullpen uh, if you like what you saw here today, if you could like, comment, subscribe, and I promise you it's not always going to be just me droning on to you about the Texans. Um, my, my my partner in crime, my co-host Tom, will be back from his cruise um, eventually and you know next week, and we'll, we'll be here to, to bring all the, the Texans takes and talks and, and all that to you live here on wherever you are receiving this. So until next time, thanks for listening. I have been James Roy. This has been The Bullpen, and uh, go Texans.